Welcome to The Aldridges, a podcast with Dan and Harriet. Follow what they get up to in business, travel, fitness and family life, and all the fun they have along the way. They don't take life too seriously, but are serious about living their best life. Join them for regular updates on it all, and don't forget to subscribe for weekly uploads of The Aldridges. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Aldridge's podcast. This one is titled New Year, New Me. And we are in that funny little period between Christmas and New Year right now where I feel like it's the perfect time to reflect back on the year we are now finishing and the year we're going to go into and maybe set in some new goals on things that we want to change and things we want to improve upon. But since the last episode, we've had Christmas and we are now back home. Um, And yeah, I have to say it has been one of my most favourite Christmases of all time. I feel like that's all you've gone on about. It's been one of my favourite Christmases in years. It has. And the reason why is because we went to the Cotswolds with Kate, Sean and the kids and we um, had non-stop fun from the day we got there to the day we got home. Um, It was just a constant fun three 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 days, four nights of just, yeah... Pure eating, relaxing, and being silly. I think if you asked me and Kate, we'd say there were five children. Yeah. <laughs> and we were the adults. Yeah. <laughs> it, one specific moment that I should reference is they went to go and play football and they rang to say, oh, we're on our way back, so we might just need... um you know, much needed a towel or a bag to, we're not that muddy, it's okay, but we might just need, you know, help when we get in with the kids. And we're like, okay. So we got up, we looked out for them. Well, they couldn't have been sort of under-exaggerating anymore if they tried. They You you mudslide, didn't you, basically? Yeah. Even Completely. My, even um, the clothes under my clothes were ruined. Yeah. My t-shirt, or my boxers, my socks, yeah. all had to go in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was completely reckless and, yeah. It but... was great. <laughs> um, also, we are now currently just over the week 19 point of pregnancy. Um, so that's been really exciting. Have been feeling lots of fluttery little kicks, um, which just aren't strong enough yet for Dan to feel. But I'm hoping a couple more weeks and we'll both be able to feel it, not just from the inside, from the outside. So we're over halfway now? No, we're almost halfway. 20 weeks is halfway. 20 weeks is halfway. Yeah, and we've actually got our 20-week scan in just over a week's time. So we can confirm, hopefully, then that it is, in fact, a girl. Imagine if it's not. Oh, my God, what would you do? Imagine If if it's not a girl, then it's just the boy with the smallest woolly in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Because it didn't show up on the scan. Yeah, that's embarrassing for you. That's probably what happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I'm sure that won't happen, but can you imagine that would be crazy? Um, And in the last few days since being home, we've really just started to get our shit together. We are, we've been setting some goals. We've We've... gone from eating 12 mince pies a day to two. (laughs) Yeah, all the quality streets we've put, we've put the tub in the bin. Yeah. Uh, I finished the Toblerone. And we're not eating chocolate bre- uh, chocolate for breakfast, no. we're just back to having our chocolate shakes. Yeah, so it's still chocolate for breakfast, but in a healthy way. Yeah, so we've been setting some new goals. Last night we sat in bed and we kind of put together some images that we're going to be printing off ready for our new vision board. And we went to the gym for the first time today. So we're just making small steps. Nothing crazy, um, but small steps. So 
to kind of title this this podcast, you kind of said it wrong. I mean, it's New Year, New Me. That's how we've written it. New Year, New Me, question, question mark. mark. Because um, I just think that it's bullshit, <laughs> to put it bluntly. Well, I think it is bullshit because New Year, New Me, there's no such thing. But I do always also think that this period between Christmas and New Year is a moment where people aren't at work, the world is a bit slower, you do have a bit more time, and it's a great time to reflect and think about the year ahead. So I don't think it's about becoming a new me. I think it's a, just a great time to to actually reflect and think, what can I change next year to uh, take my life in the right direction? Yeah, and I also think that people are really quick to write off a whole year as being awful. I see so many people say things like, oh, I'm so glad to see the back of this year. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure if you've been through, you know, like heartache and grief and loss and you know some really sort of monumental sort of difficult challenges in the year it will feel like that but I think you should always try and find some positives from the year um and the other thing just to kind of keep things sort of real yes January 1st is a great time to say you know new year a new turning of a new leaf new goals new perspective But ultimately, guys, January 1st will probably be a day just like today. It's grey, it's overcast, it's wet, it's like miserable. And it's actually really hard. It's just another day. Yeah, but it's it's actually, especially because we were looking at um, some statistics earlier. And some of the most popular news resolutions are, you know, to exercise, to eat healthier, to save money and lose weight, which is great. I'd probably say every single person in the world would you know select one of those things however if you're you know you know for example you start a gym membership in january 1st i mean all right january 4th maybe how hard is that to start the gym in january when it's one of the coldest miserable darkest months of the year that's tough isn't it yeah and if you do that and continue to be a gym member then you're you're laughing by summer yeah well done like well done if you stick at it but it's no wonder that people join a gym and then don't make it past february because it's you know it's a really hard time of year so i always like to be a bit realistic i like to um be ambitious but i also think you need to be realistic don't expect to wake up on january 1st and and to feel different i think it's just about setting yourself a series of you know, small habits, small goals that will build up to you feeling like you go into 2023 as a new version of yourself. Yeah. And and like Harry said, this, the changes that we we're making and the changes that you need to make need to be very small, actionable, incremental, incremental steps that over time you see the result of. Um, yeah. Because if you're, you know, if you're a chocoholic and you say, right, I'm not eating chocolate next year. You won't, you won't survive. <laughs> you won't. You won't. You just simply won't. There will be an opportunity for you to have some chocolate and you'll have a bad day and you think, oh, well, I deserve it and you'll have it. So don't make them silly, your new goals. You need to mm. make them realistic. Yeah. So, Dan, where do people even start when it comes to goal setting for New Year? So for me, I think it's all about looking back at what you did in 2021 and thinking, right, what went well, what worked um, but also, what do I need to change? And then if your goals and things do start with saving more, making more money or um, getting healthier, then you know that you need to create better habits that then turn into fixing those problems. For example, 
if you want to be healthier and you know for a fact you don't drink enough water or you don't sleep seven to eight hours a night, you know that you need to start going to bed a little bit earlier and having a couple extra glasses of water in the day and keeping it super simple like that. Because mm-hmm. over time, you're going to start feeling much better with a couple hours more sleep at night and you're going to start feeling much more hydrated and awake and alert during the day just from drinking your glass of water. And these micro habits will then compound and you will slowly over time naturally get a great night's sleep naturally drink more water and it won't even become something you have to do consciously it'll become a subconscious Mm. effort so start small with the working in the direction that you want to head and then once you've got the water and the sleep intake which i think personally are the two easiest things to start with um, you can then say right i'm now going to do i don't know three gym workouts a week or i'm going to work walk fifteen thousand steps a day And then you just slowly build it up over time and over time. And what will happen, and this is how we work in our business as well, is you get what we call momentum, where you get a bit of a on a hot streak and you start winning and you start seeing results. And then once you start seeing the results, it becomes addictive and it becomes fun. You know, have you ever seen people who go to the gym and they're like, I'm addicted to their gym? And it's because they're coming home from the gym, they're looking in the mirror and they're liking what they're seeing. But for the first three months of the gym, you're going to be training really hard and coming home and still not liking what you see. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part. It's the bit where you don't feel like it. You don't see the results straight away, but you keep going anyway. And I think that's yeah. the most important thing. Yeah, I think it's important to acknowledge and accept where you're starting. <clears throat> and like you said, not setting the goal, like the bar too high. You might have a longer term vision of, I don't know, let's let's use weight loss because it's probably the most obvious example you if you want to lose five stone it's no good starting the year saying my goal is to lose five stone it might be the longer term goal but you need to say I'm going to lose 10 pounds in the first month and then you need to break it into those habits that you just talked about but I also think there's an element of taking responsibility of where you're starting because you know again it's no good saying you're going to join the gym but you're still holding on to that mindset of oh well I don't have time to go to the gym you're going to have to ditch the excuses and find solutions. And, you know, it might be that you have to say, okay, I currently haven't been making time for the gym. It's not been a priority for me. And actually, that's a game changer, whether you're talking about business or personal life. When you change the phrase, I don't have time for something to that's not a priority for me. It's that is, it hits differently, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. Imagine you, you know, you moaning to a friend that goes to the gym five times a week, saying, "Well, I don't have time," and then they say, "Well, no, you do have time. You just don't make it a priority." Yeah. People do. People do what's important to them. Hundred percent. Because I, let's put it this way: if I said to you, if you go to the gym every day for a month, you know, you're gonna have to sleep less because you have a busy schedule, so you're gonna have to get up even earlier to fit the gym in but at the end of it I'm going to take you to the Maldives or at the end of it I'm going to give you £10,000 you would do it right because the incentive is there so I think you have to ditch the excuses find the solutions and to be honest the hard truth of it is if you're not willing to to make sacrifices and find solutions then you just don't want it bad enough Um, and that's something that you must take responsibility for you know a lot of people blame their situation or or their circumstances for why they can't achieve something but again I think it comes down to it's not your priority um, and you're not taking responsibility you know for 
where you truly want to be. Maybe you just don't want it bad enough at the moment and that's okay. You just have to be honest with yourself. I think that's the one thing for me, and I appreciate, by the way, guys, this is a serious podcast today. So we do <laughs> we'll apologise. We'll silliness at the if end. If you came here for fun, don't <laughs> worry, we've got the Friends quiz at the end. But I have to say, for me, one of the best days of my life was back in 2015, before I found out about Juice Plus, I had started doing a little bit of like self-development, not even realising what I was doing, but I was at work listening to podcasts and I was at work just because I was bored of Radio 1. I just wanted something different to listen to in my headphones just to get me through the day. I found some like um, self-development stuff and a few audio books and one of the books told me that I am the author to my life. I hold the pen to my own life and I come home from work that day and I looked in the mirror and I was freezing cold. I had a hoodie full of sawdust. <laughs> my bank balance was pathetic. And I was just looking at myself thinking, wow, I'm 24, 25 years old. And I'm just miserable. I'm unhappy. I don't like my job. I have no money. I work 50 hours a week as a joiner. And I have nothing to show for it. And I looked in the mirror and I said, I have created and done this to myself. Because nobody has made me be a joiner. Nobody's made me go out every weekend drinking. Nobody's made me waste money on stupid things. Nobody's made me have a bad mindset except myself. Mm. And that was when I decided, right, the only thing that's going to change my life and put it in a positive direction is for me to make better choices. And I think that when we started the business, that was a massive step. I had a new direction. I had some exciting goals, you know, goals that I could never even have before because what's the point in setting goals when you have when I had my job, you know, because I had no, I couldn't, I couldn't earn more if I worked harder, you know. So when I joined the business, I then was like, right, I now can choose what I earn. So it's time to step mm. up and stop mucking around. And um, yeah, it's been a real game changer. So for some of you who are listening to us right now, you might th- have to have a little moment with yourself in the mirror <laughs> and think, right, yes, Dan's right. I do need to sort my shit out. I am the person in control. And um, and if you want to change it, it won't happen overnight, but you can start today by making small changes yeah. that over time add up to big changes. It's, it's interesting what you just said there, because we when we were researching for this podcast, we found that 57% of people last year didn't even set a New Year's resolution, which is wild. Like, that's such a huge number. Um, but that probably was you at that point in your life where you're what like, the point? what's the point? Yeah. Well, what's the point if I'm going to fail? What's the point if the, the opportunities aren't there? What's the point if my mindset isn't in the place to commit? And also the reward wasn't great enough. I yeah. used to say to myself, actually, what's the point in having a good body? Because we live in England, I never have to take my top off. <laughs> <laughs> what's the point in training 52 weeks of the gym because I would go on one holiday a year? Yeah. I was wear a vest on holiday problem solved <laughs> but you know you you can you, everything's in your control everything and um thank god for our business you know yeah. because now we have like we literally have goals of any scale that we can hit if we want to yeah. just comes down to how bad we want it and how hard we want to work yeah i think thinking back on like personal experiences i actually shared this with you yesterday um back in uh it would have been January 1st, 2013. So this is just before, a few months before we got together. I actually set myself the New Year's resolution, very simply, was to be selfish. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't necessarily an actionable, 
I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But it was kind of a mindset that, yeah, I'm going to be more selfish. And, and what I meant by that was making decisions that were right for me. I was kind of at a point in my life where I was in an unhappy relationship. I didn't know the direction of my career. I'd, I'd actually been rejected from university um, to do my PGC three times um, for, you know, multiple reasons. And I honestly had no clue what I was doing. And actually, to be fair, someone that gave me the best advice was my mum because I had no savings. So I wanted to move out because I was 23 and I was just thinking like, I don't live at home anymore. I'd been at uni for three years and I'd had so much independence. I'd had to move back with my parents and hated that. And like I said, I was unhappy in my relationship at the time. Um, I wanted to travel, but I also didn't have any money. I, you know, I, all these things. I felt like my whole life was like all these pieces of paper and they were just being like thrown up in the air and I didn't know where they were going to land. And I sat down with my mum and I said, I feel so stressed. I feel so overwhelmed. Where do I start? And I guess this this might actually really resonate with you guys listening. She said to me, just focus on one thing at a time and only focus on what's within your control. She said, what's making you like the least happy? And I said, well, I think it's my relationship. And she said, right, well, do something about it then. And, you know, subsequently I ended up ending that relationship, which was a really hard decision to make and a really hard thing to do after so many years. But it was definitely the right thing to do. And what I found from that is kind of this compound effect that you're talking about, Dan, of once I'd once I'd kind of got the ball rolling and made some decisions and been selfish and like identified where I was unhappy, other areas of my life just started to naturally unfold, wasn't it? I met you like five months later. Um I then got accepted onto a like a PGCE course at the school where I then got offered a job. Um and I just felt like everything started moving in the right direction. Yeah, you got onto a winning streak. 100%. And you gained some momentum. Exactly. So this kind of goes into like breaking your goals down into actionable habits, which is kind of what you were talking about, Dan, like just setting some really achievable things that, like you said, on their own, you're not going to change the world with. But if you add them in and you keep building upon them, will have a huge impact in the long run. So, for example, something that me and you say is that we walk 10,000 steps every day. Some days we walk 15 to 20,000 steps, but that's never the goal. The goal is 10,000 because no matter what we're doing, if we're busy or not, we can achieve 10,000 steps. Yeah. Um, or one of our newest goals that we just set was resetting the house before bed. Yeah, so this is a game this changer. Mean? This is a game changer. For those of you who um, don't do this, this will be a, ch- a, a life changer for you. Um, so before we leave the living room, before we go up to bed at night, we simply straighten the cushions and put them back, put the remote back on the, the puffy in the middle. Tidy up. We, we have a little whip round and tied up. It takes literally together about 40 seconds yeah. just to straighten things. Um, and then we go to the kitchen, we load the dishwasher, we press on, we wipe the worktops down. And then when we go up to bed at night, the house is calm, it's clean, it's together. And then when we, when we wake up in the morning and we make our bed, another <laughs> another thing that we do, we go down to a, a clean, tidy house and it's just peace of mind. It's calm. You know, it's not chaotic. It's not stressful. And just little tiny things like this over time will make you a disciplined person, but will also um, free up your mind. So you're not as stressed in life because life can be so stressful. 
um, at times and you want to give yourself a fighting chance and your environment plays a huge part in that. Yeah. Um, so we've got many, many goals, um, but just little tiny things like that. That's an example of what I call a micro habit that we are now going to implement. And to be honest with you, we kind of do it most of the time anyway, yeah, but, but think... now we're focusing on it a bit yeah. more. We won't have any days where we don't do it. Um, so it's little things like that. So we wake up and we Harry gets at the left-hand side of the bed. I get at the right-hand side of the bed. She grabs her corner of the duvet. I grab my <laughs> corner of the duvet. We pull it up to the top of the bed. We, f- we straighten it out. She chucks our pillows on. I chucks my pillows on. For the rest of the day, our bedroom looks nice and tidy because of that 30-second micro habit. Yeah. It's just little tiny things like that. Yeah, and it really does add up to, to big results when you have lots of these little habits. Um, and, and like you said, it, it's... You, now we do it out of discipline you know we can't always be bothered to make our bed we can't always be bothered to walk to the gym etc but we do it now out of pure discipline so it's, it also be, it almost becomes weird if we don't make the bed yeah we're like oh something tragic has happened the yeah. bed hasn't been made yeah you know so it has to become a habit where it, it you don't even think about it it's like driving the car yeah you know you 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 don't think oh there's a car in front of me i won't i better put my right foot on the brake you just break, right? Yeah. And that's how you want your life to go. You know, um, one person that super inspires me is Simon Bowler, the um, global CEO guy of our company. He, I say to him, because he eats really clean all the time, I say, do you ever feel like cake or burgers or chips? And he said, I don't even think about it. It's not even an option in my mind. I just don't... I, he, and this is the... It comes down to your inner talk. He says, I just don't eat that. Yeah. I just don't eat that. So when he goes to a restaurant, looks at the menu, his eyes literally go down the menu and they'll jump over the burger. It jumps over the chips. It jump and it goes directly to you know all the fish and vegetables. Then yeah. and and when I get my burger, I'm sat next to him. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, bring on the burger. I'm gonna like have an indulgent meal. And his meal always looks more nutritious more delicious, yeah. more enjoyable. And at the end, he's having a great time and I'm sat in the corner in a food coma thinking, God, why did I have the burger? <laughs> and it's just little tiny things like that in yeah. terms of making the right choices. Yeah. Well, we said yesterday, it's been ingrained in me probably for years now. I wake up, we make the bed. The first thing I then do is I walk into my dressing room and I put gym wear on. Like that, That is like automatic like pilot mode um, for me. Whereas you know, someone else might get up, you know, go downstairs, make a drink, have a cup of tea, sit on the sofa, check their phone, all these little things, which are their micro habits, not necessarily, you know, positive or negative. And they might have, they might be thinking, oh, I'm going to go to the gym this morning. But then next thing you know, they get distracted. Another half an hour goes by, Some, you know, knock at the door, something happens. And they don't end up going to the gym. Why do I go to the gym? Because the first thing I did was put my gym wear on. So yeah. it's just those little habits. Um, so, Dan, what's the importance of having a range of goals? You know, we talk about small to big goals, short term to long term. Yeah, so it's very important when you set your goals that you do have short term, medium and long term goals. The long term goals are obviously, you know, where you see yourself in maybe three to five years or even 12 months. That's still quite a long term goal. Uh, a medium term goal is around six months and a short term goal is anything between one month and three months. Mm. Um, what we do in our business is called a 90 day game plan. And this is a, a business decision that most companies do, which is a short, sharp, intensive burst of energy for 90 days. And I think that's a great amount of time to achieve anything because it's not 
too long that you'll get totally bored, but it's not too short where you haven't given yourself a fighting chance. So for any of you wanting to, especially the health goals, make sure that you are um, celebrating the end of each small win. Mm. So say, for example, you want to start going to the gym this year, right? Forget the this year part and just say, right, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week in January. Just yeah. complete January, because once January's out of the way, February will be easier. But if you say to yourself, I'm going to go three times a week for a whole year, that's like almost overwhelming. So just try and like break your goals down into actionable steps that are achievable. Yeah. So in terms of the long term, medium and short term goals, you always want to look at, you know, the overall goal here. So where do you want to be? You know, what do you want to do? What do you want to become? What do you want to achieve? And then from there, you break it right back down to the six month goal. And then maybe when you get halfway to where you want to be, say, let's put it into a monetary value. Say you want to save £60,000 in 2022. You, want, you know that you want to save um, £30,000 by middle of the month, middle of the year, sorry. So and then you break it down again into monthly and weekly, right? So at the end of the six month, if you've got £30,000 in your bank saved, Make sure that you go and do something that's going to reward you to celebrate, you know, so that you are then having rewards closer than having to wait until the end of the year. Yeah. And that comes down to the importance of having a vision board. Now, me and Harriet have had vision boards since we started with Juice Plus because that's what they told us to do. And they work. They mm-hmm. have changed our lives. We started off with very small vision boards with, you know, my first vision had a, um, a pair of designer sunglasses on because I could never afford them, and a pair of Nike gym trainers. I actually can't believe that I couldn't afford that, you know? I couldn't. Well, it wasn't a priority for you. No. The priority was going out at the weekend. That's true. Yeah. But you're forgetting our first ever vision board, because I've still got it, was a scrap piece of paper um, where we wrote down, get out the overdraft, um, you know, really small things. There was a holiday on there, this and that, and... I don't know, like, we, we at that point, I don't think we ever asked ourselves the question, I think this is a really good place to start when you're making long-term goals, is what what do I want my life to look like? Yeah. What does your perfect day look like to you? Because um, I'm talking, imagine you've won the lottery, this is a good way of thinking about it. Imagine you've won the lottery, what would your perfect day look like? Money is no object to you, what does your day look like? What do you do? Who do you spend it with? Where do you go? Because I don't think, you know, yes, you can talk about some highlight moments. Oh, well, I would go on holiday. I'd take all my family abroad. Oh, I would, um, you know, do this and do that. But ultimately, what does a Tuesday in April look like for you? And we talk about this all the time. Like, I I feel like we, we're pretty close to what our ideal day looks like after seven years of being in the business. I mean, obviously, there's we've still got bigger goals to come. But from a day-to-day perspective, like, I feel like the fact that we can wake up when we want, but we wake up with intention and purpose to our day. You know, we get up, we go to the gym, we have good healthy habits that make us feel productive. Even this morning, like we went, we walked to the gym, even though it was raining. So we got like our steps in. I did a great workout. Whilst I was at the workout, I listened to a great podcast. And and then on the way home, we picked up some healthy food that we're going to have today. And then we walked home. And and little habits like that, we came home, we had breakfast together. And that just made me feel good. Like working together, being together, that really is a mundane, perfect day. Yeah. For exactly. me. Yeah. And um, what you'll find is, you know, even if you have got all the time and money in the world, 
it's the simple pleasures in life. You know, you don't have to have a helicopter flying to all these different <laughs> no. locations. You want to find um, pleasure from the most simple things, like going for a walk. Like I think you wouldn't be fulfilled if you didn't. Yeah. I think you'd always, if you're always looking for those flashy things, I think, I think you'd sadly be very disappointed. Yeah, I agree. Which is why I'm into gardening. <laughs> Which um, is why I like mowing my lawn. Well, it's why we we like we love going for walks, yeah. don't we? We like simple things. We love a good movie. We like we like good food. You know, all that sort of things. So, um, so I we, guess just to summarise what I'm saying there is, um, have a vision board of images that represent where you want to go and the feelings you're going to feel when you get there. Yeah. And the reason why, and we've actually just put our vision board on the wall for the first time because it's normally leaning against the wall. Um, is because we want to make it raise it up and make it more of a priority so it's more on our eye level when we sit on the sofa. Yeah. But also, it's a great reminder on days where you don't feel like it. Now, let me tell you this. You're a human being. You have emotions. Some days you feel good. Some days you feel bad. And I cannot explain why that happens because you're a human. So on the days where you don't feel like it, on the days where you know you feel maybe sad for no reason... Just go and sit and look at your vision board. And even if you can't give it 100% that day, at least you'll give it some percentage and get 0.1% closer to your goal rather than just jacking it in altogether. Yeah. Um, so vision boards are really, really powerful. Um, and now is the best time ever to create one going into a new year with new goals um, and new visions that you're going to look at every day, subconsciously or consciously um, this year to keep you on the right path. And mm-hmm. I promise you, in 365 days' time, if you haven't ticked off some of the things on your vision board, then uh, I'll give you your money back. <laughs> no, I'm not going to, um, you know, there's no money to give them back. But what I'm saying is, I promise you, if you, if you do it consistently for a year, you will achieve things on your vision board. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think it's important to look at different areas of your life. So when people come to make a vision board, it's one of the biggest questions I get asked actually is where, you know, where to start and how to divide it up. And I think it's important that you have things to do with like personal achievements. I think it's important you have um like family and like relationship goals of what you want to achieve, um, travel and adventure um finances like i think it's important that you and you can google this you know if you just type in like different sections to a vision board it will come up on google and it will help you guide your decisions so when we're setting goals we're not just putting you know oh i want this um christian dior choker and i want a louis vuitton belt it's not it's you know those things might be on there but they aren't the be all and end all it's you know on my um, existing vision board last year i had images of um sort of fitness advocate people and influencers who I really were was inspired by on there I had investments that I wanted to make um I had um quotes that really inspired me on there so it doesn't always have to be like a materialistic thing um I've had the picture a picture of a baby on my vision board you know there was no amount of working hard that was going to make me have a baby but it was keeping my vision clear for me when like Dan said you know you're having a rubbish day and you need to remember exactly why it's important to work hard but I actually made up a quote the other night which I'm definitely going to trademark at some point (laughs) and it was um you don't have to you don't have to do everything all of the time but and something is better than nothing but you can't do something and expect everything. 
I think that's the key thing. Like you do need to have periods of your life where you sacrifice and you work really hard and you take all that massive action and you might experience burnout and it is uncomfortable and you question whether you can do it. I think you need those periods to then where there'll be other times of life where you don't need to go full as full steam ahead, but you need to have that. And then there's times where you go, do you know what? I, I haven't got the energy to do that right now, but therefore I'm not going to expect to achieve everything that I set out to achieve. So I think it's about taking responsibility, being honest with yourself and knowing when you're going to go full throttle and when, you know, you're happy just kind of coasting along. Great. Um, so I've got a quote. Oh Yeah. Oh, go on. What, you can trademark it as well? Yeah, no. I, this, is, this isn't one I created. It's one that I live by, which I think is fantastic. And the quote is, if you do what's easy, life will be hard. But if you do what's hard, life will be easy. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, well, that that was probably the quote of 20, um, 2021 for me. Like, yeah. I felt like, especially with training for our wedding, um, this is probably actually 2020 into 21, I kind of reset myself in September. I treated September like it was New Year's Day. And obviously we were getting in shape for the wedding and, and all this sort of stuff. And I remember it was it was kind of around this time of year where it's dark and the days are short and the weather is rubbish. I was setting my alarm for 5.30 just because like 5.30 a.m. I didn't, no one was going to tell me off if I didn't get up at that time. I didn't have anything to get up for, but I did it to kind of discipline myself to show that I could do it. And actually in that time, I got loads of work done. I, I did meditation. I set myself up for a fantastic day. I did gratitude journals. I like, by the time it got to 7.30 when you'd wake up, I was like some sort of spiritual goddess ready to rule the day, wasn't I? Yeah. And the I did it at the hardest point <laughs> of the year to prove to myself that I could do it. I thought if I can... And, and I also lost weight at that time of year as well. So even um, last Christmas, we had Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day. And then I was back to clean eating. And that was to purely just to prove to myself that I could do it under the toughest circumstances. So sometimes your goals can be like that. Yeah. Completely different. I think just to summarise everything here is that you have to choose what's important to you because if, if it's not important and there's no desire for it, you won't stick to it. So yeah. set goals that you really, really, really want to make happen. If they're airy-fairy and flaky, they won't. you won't even think about it in six months' time. So it has to be super important to you. Yeah. Um, and then to prevent failing at the first hurdle, you just want to break them down into actionable micro habits that you start today. And, and just stick at them until it becomes normal. And the last thing I want to say before we go into the friends quiz is there's no such thing as motivation. It's all about discipline. So people ask me all the time, how do you stay motivated? How do you motivate your team? How do you motivate others? How do you motivate blah, 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 blah. It's not about motivation. It's about discipline. It's about doing the thing you said you were going to do long after the mood has left you. So it's very important to understand that for you guys setting your goals, vision boards are super important, but make sure they're good, juicy goals that actually spark some emotion inside of you. Because if you're not excited for them and they don't drive you, you simply will not stick to them. Yeah. And you know what? I remember when we first started out in the business, there was a lot of 
materialistic goals being thrown around you know that when I looked up to other leaders it was very materialistic wasn't it and I'm not saying that that's that's right or wrong but that was kind of I think it misled me into understanding what kind of goals I should be setting because I thought that my goals had to be the same as everyone else's I thought you had to have the big house the flashy car the handbags the designer stuff I thought that's what went on a vision board and I very quickly learned that that wasn't what motivated me. And so I had to find what was true to me. So like Dan said, keep the goals relevant to you. You've got to really want them. They've got to really speak to you. Um, and a, a, another kind of extended tip for this is write yourself a letter that you're going to read at the end of 2022. And when you read that letter back, it should make you cry and it should make you feel something. It should give you goosebumps. Um, I actually did this last year and I've still got it now and... A lot of it has come true in this year, which has been amazing. Um, and it still gives me goosebumps now. So I think you really have to feel it if um, if you're really going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. So next week, before we kind of go on to the friends quiz, next week we thought, you know, considering we've been a bit silly up to this point, this is the most, the most serious we've been with you guys, I think, isn't it? Episode seven. I think it's because around Christmas time, we've just not been able to concentrate. <laughs> Yeah, we've been a little bit silly and now we're getting serious. But no, we thought it would be a great time and a great opportunity for you, for us to share with you, you know, our backstory of XXY. Um, not just in terms of, you know, Juice Plus and, and business, but kind of where we came from to where we are now. And maybe the stuff that you don't see on social media, the kind of nitty gritty story and yeah, how, how we've grown and, and how we've ended up where we are. So next week's going to be the story of XXY for those of you that are interested. Um, but let's let's bring back some silliness. Are you ready, Dan? I'm ready. Are you guys ready? So five questions, five series. Series. Let's see if you're the number one Friends fan. Sing along with me the words. <laughs> so you think you are the number one friends fan But do you know the answers from your husband Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get over how flat and out of tune that is The thing is though, we're on seven episodes now And it's getting to the point where it's not actually funny anymore I'm just genuinely singing it with a straight face And it's also got to the point where we sing that that those lyrics when we hear it <laughs> Which is another problem right so. so play along at home five questions from five series of friends how it i'm gonna do it differently today pick a card Woohoo! okay so purple series four okay? okay question one series four where do ross hang on wait <clears throat> where does ross end up the morning after his first date with emily um is it vermont he's in, in a bed and breakfast and there's a deer outside in the orchard is Correct. it Vermont? Yes. Correct. So Ross ends up in Vermont the morning after his first date with Emily. Yes. Give yourself a point if you got that Woo-hoo! right. So next question. Pick a card, any card. Okay, this is from series six. Joey auditions for the role of a detective with a robot assistant called what? It's Mac. So it's, is it Machiavelli? Like... Matt, or was it just Mac? I'll read it again. Joey auditions for the role of a detective with a robot assistant called oh. what? Oh, sorry, the assistant robot. Oh, cheese. Correct. Because it's mac and cheese. Yeah, correct. Thank you for rereading the question. No worries. 
Pick a card, any card. Question okay. three. Series one. We're going Ooh, back in time. Oh, that'll be rusty. Okay. I'll do the top question as well. It might be the first one ever. Oh, God. What is the jet... What is the name of Joey's new girlfriend? Series one. What is the name of Joey's new girlfriend? Oh, I can't even picture who she might be. His new girlfriend. I honestly, like... The answer is Melanie. I I wouldn't have got that. Mm, Well, there you go. I need to watch series one. Two out of three. We need to start from the beginning again. Okay, so question four, series ten. Are you ready? Yeah. What instrument is playing whilst Phoebe walks down the aisle at her wedding? Steel drums. I swear we've had that one. I think we have as well, you know. Right, let's do another one. Same card. Who does Mike choose to be his third groomsman after discovering that one of his original groomsmen cannot make it? It's the dog, isn't it? Yeah. Peppy. Chappy. Chappy. <laughs> Chappy. Peppy. Sorry right, about that question. Same sort of thing. So, mark yourself out of four. Question five. This is from series three. Okay. I'm getting better at reading, aren't I? <laughs> it take a while. <laughs> I know. In the episode with the flashback, Phoebe says that it's unfortunate that who is sorting, who is starting to put on weight. I'll say it again because I'm not very good at reading. Yeah, I was going to say. In the episode with the flashback, Phoebe says that it's unfortunate that who is starting to put weight on. Is this one of the friends? No. Oh, right. So, in the flashback... Who's it's going? unfortunate that who is starting to put on weight. Oh, I'm, I hate this, but I, I don't know. You can't even guess? Well, you said it's not one of the friends, so... I don't know which one is the flashback. There's loads of flashback episodes. Should I tell you? Yeah. The cute naked guy. Oh, who ends up being ugly naked, fat ugly naked guy? Don't know. That's what I mean, I'm not sure. I'm really disappointed with that, everyone. Wow. I'm sorry. And for that, you can sing the tune. Okay. Don't get it wrong. So congratulations for playing along at home. Don't join in there. I hope you, you found it fun. You're throwing me off. Okay. So you think you are the number one friends fan. But do you know the answers from your husband, Dan? Well done. Thank you. Good last note. Yeah, (laughs) I really sustained it. So there we go, guys. We hope you enjoyed episode seven. Wow. New year, new me. And we'll see you guys in 2022. For next week's episode of the story of XXY. Thanks, everyone. Happy new year. Bye-bye. Welcome to The Aldridges, a podcast with Dan and Harriet. Follow what they get up to in business, travel, fitness and family life. And all the fun they have along the way. They don't take life too seriously, but are serious about living their best life. Join them for regular updates on it all. And don't forget to subscribe for weekly uploads of The Aldridges.